Respected ulama ikram, elders and brothers. In the Quran Majid, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned various incidents of the Banu Israel. And if you look at these incidents, then they are not mere historical records or some story which we are merely reading. But rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats the various incidents which took place amongst the Bani Israel so that you and I can take guidance from it. We can ponder over these incidents and draw a lesson from it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the Qur'an Majid as a book of guidance. And this Qur'an will last right up until the day of Qiyamah. So definitely in the Qur'an Majid, for every error, for every time, there are solutions. And one of these incidents Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions regarding the Bani Israel towards the end of the second Jews, Surah Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alam tara ila al-mala'i min Bani Israel. Did you not see the group which had come from the Bani Israel after Musa alayhi salam? 
So after the era of Musa السلام, the Banu Israel were righteous, they were carrying out good deeds, they were obedient to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted them honor, had granted them control over the lands. But as time went by, sin, transgression, the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had crept into them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had caused the Amalika to overpower the Banu Israel. And not only that, they had taken them out from their lands, they had subjugated their children and their women. And besides the physical harm which was caused to the Bani Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had also caused them spiritual harm. Previously, the Bani Israel, whenever they would fight the enemy, then they would take the taboot with them. And they would place the taboot in front of them. The taboot was a small box which had contained the relics, the tabarrukat of the previous Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, like the Asa of Musa alayhi salam. So they would place that for barakat, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that would give them victory. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had caused it such because of their sins, that even this taboot was snatched away from them. The Amalika had snatched away this taboot. So they were physically downtrodden, and spiritually as well, they were in a very poor state. And not only that, the Banu Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's general practice with them, was that they would always have a Nabi to guide them. Whenever one Nabi had passed away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would replace him with another, with another Nabi. But this period in the Banu Israel was such that even Nubuwat had come to a standstill. So this was their condition. After some time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then sent a Nabi to them, Nabi Shamweel alayhi salam. And when this Nabi was sent to them, the Banu Israel felt that now we need to reclaim our land. We need to reclaim that honor and glory which we previously had. So they had Asked Nabi Shambil alayhi salam that if kalu li nabiyyillahum ba'athlana malikan nukatil fi sabiilillah that appoint for us a leader, appoint for us a king who will be able to take us forth in battle against the Amalika and reclaim our land. So this was their cry. Their cry was for leadership. And similarly, we find today that we are asking the same question. That we are the Muslim leaders. So we do have leaders. But our leaders upright. Leadership is not always the solution. But rather the a'mal of people is the solution. There's a famous Arabic proverb which states that your a'mal are your leaders. Your actions are your leaders. So leadership is very important. But it is not the only solution. Rather we correct our a'mal. We become obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will appoint over us such rulers which will take us forth and which will enable us to defeat the enemy. So this was the cry that Ibaslana Malikan Nukatil fi Sabilillah appoint for us a leader who will help us to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Nabi's response to them was Perhaps that if fighting is enjoined upon you. That you have that leader and now fighting is, upon, is enjoined upon you. It is possible that you will not fight. At the crunch time you will turn away. Allama Qurtubi rahmatullah says that one of the reasons that we will turn away at the crunch time, when the call for jihad comes, when the call to fight in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when that call comes up, a reason why we will turn away is because we have an addiction to luxury. He says that we become so addicted and so accustomed to luxury and comfort. That now when the crunch time comes, 
we find it very difficult to part with that luxury. We find it very difficult now to go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just look, at, uh, look around us. We can't tolerate a few hours of load shedding. We find it so difficult. Few hours. One youngster told me when, when there is load shedding, he goes to his grandmother's house. So I asked him why. He said, no, because there's Wi-Fi over there. So I said, well, maybe you're going to do some work or something important. He says, no, just to browse social media. So can't even tolerate that load shedding period. How are we going to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So this was this message this Nabi had conveyed to the Bani Israel. That if fighting is enjoined upon you, perhaps you will turn away. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now opens up this incident. So that was the short. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first gave us the summary. That this could be the, the outcome. That you are crying for leadership. Perhaps we will appoint a leader. But you will turn away. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up this incident. And shows how the Banu Israel had failed this test. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, that Shamil alayhi salam says to his people, وَقَالَ لَهُمْ نَبِيُّمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدَ بَعَثَ لَكُمْ قَالُوتَ مَلِكَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a leader and his name is Paulut. He has sent Paulut as a leader over you. And this person will be able to take your fort. He will be able to take you out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reclaim your land. So now look at the response of the Banu Israel. Instead of accepting the hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you've asked for this, so now I have sent someone. But look at the response of the Banu Israel. Their response was, Anna yakunu lahul mulku alayna. That how is it that this person will have kingship over us? Wa nahnu ahakku bil mulk. Whilst we are more deserving of kingship. Wa lam min al mal. So one is, he does not have the right, uh, he does not have the right to leadership because he is not coming from the family which we desire. He is not coming from an elite family, a family of some social standing. And the second thing, وَلَمْ يُؤْتَسَعَةً مِنَ mal. He does not have affluence in wealth. He's not a wealthy person. He's a poor person. According to some narrations, he was a carpenter. But obviously, he was an, a person with strong iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had definitely selected him for a reason. So this was the objection. So very important for you and I to take lesson from this also. That when it comes to appointing position, then it's not how wealthy a person is. It is not the influence he has. It is not that he comes from so and so family, but rather does he have the capabilities to lead? Does he have that strong iman to lead? Does he have all those qualities which will make a good leader? Thereafter, the Banu Israel further objecting to Nabi Shamil alayhi salam, they say to him, that show us a sign that he is divinely chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of just accepting what the Nabi is presenting to them, but rather no, you show us a sign that he is selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows them a sign. إِنَّ آيَةَ مُلْكِي أَنْ يَأْتِيَكُمُ التَّابُوتُ فِي سَكِينَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَبَقِيَةٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings to them that tabut, that tabut which was snatched away by the Amalika. Miraculously, the angels carry that tabut and they bring it back to the Banu Israel. So now they are satisfied. They see that it is a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this person will now be our leader. This person will now be our leader. So once... Paulut is appointed as the leader over the Banu Israel to take them forth, to take them out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How vividly and how beautifully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it. Allah says, فَلَمَّا فَصَلَ طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ That when this army had set out with Paulut, when Paulut had set out with this army, قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبْتَلِيكُمْ بِنَهَرِ He said that verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test you with this river. So what had happened? 
Talut had set out with an army of 80,000 from amongst the Banu Israel. A strong army, big in number, confident that they would defeat the enemy. And now they had set out in extreme heat. Conditions were difficult. They were thirsty. They had come across a river. So the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them was that now when you come to the river, you should not drink from it. You should not drink from it. From it. And if you do have to drink from it, then only one scoop, one handful you will be allowed to drink from it. Now just look at this, respected brothers, from 80,000, from 80,000, according to some narration, only 4,000 passed this test. 76,000 all drank from this river. And 4,000 either did not partake at all or they had one scoop of water from this river. According to another narration, only 313 had passed this test. So this is a lesson for you and I. Inna allaha mubtaliikum binahar. Similarly, in our day-to-day lives, in every aspect of our lives, we will find that we are going to be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That our sharia is telling us one thing, and the West, our nafs, shaitan is telling us something else. For example, when we are going into that business transaction, so then we are thinking, that never mind, I'll get, in, I'll get involved in some interest-bearing activity. So I will take some interest-bearing loan just to make a quick buck and thereafter I will rid myself of it. So there's it. Inna binahar. At this time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing your iman. That are you going to give in to your nafs or are you going to follow the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Not so long ago, I spoke to one person and he was explaining to me about how on a certain property they allow alcohol etc to be sold. So I explained to him that as a Muslim, this is not allowed. As a Muslim, it is your property, you own it. Why should you allow alcohol into this property? So his response was that we found that we are not making enough money if we do not allow alcohol into our premises. So now this is the test of Iman, that you are worried about that bank balance must go up but your iman is decreasing on the other side. Remember, you might earn a little, but the barakah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put into that little will far exceed that which you have earned through haram sources. That is just one example. There are so many examples we can take lesson from at the time of Fajr, especially in summer, now when the nights are so short, and that azan is going for Fajr, how difficult it is to lift that blanket Again, inna Allah mubtaliikum binahar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you. That are you going to give in to your nafs? Or you are going to give in to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So from here we see that important lesson of iman. That we have to work on our iman. Because when that crunch time comes, when that call for jihad fi sabilillah comes, if our iman is not strong, then definitely, beloved brothers, we are not going to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, if you look at the times of fitan, when Dajjal will make his appearance, then what will save a person? It is not his physical strength which will save a person. It is that iman which will save a person. So this importance of iman, I know you might be thinking the ulama are saying the same thing over and over again, work on iman, work on iman, work on iman. Yes, we have to work on our iman because that is our salvation. We are not saying we must not work towards leadership, we must not work towards uniting the ummah, etc. But the most important thing is our iman and our a'mal has to come right. Then you'll see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring favorable conditions. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say that now when they are heading out to battle, 
فلما جاوزه هو والذين امنوا معه then now when he is setting forth with those who believe قالوا لا طاقه لنا اليوم بجالوت وجنوده when they saw the size of the of the army of jalut tamalika that how are we going to take on such an army to so those who had firm iman those who had conviction those who had that desire that we want to meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a very important point as well that each and every one of us must have that desire for shahadat we must have that desire that we want to go and fight in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we want to give our lives for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the highest of rewards has been stipulated for that shaheed who has given his uh, who has given his life in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so those now who had this firm con- conviction how beautiful is their response alladhina yazunnuna annahum mulaqullah kam min fi'atin ghalabat fi'atan kathiratan bi'ibnillah that how many a small army have overcome a huge army only with the permission of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at the battle of badr beloved brothers 313 ill-equipped sahaba radiyallahu anhu took on an army of a thousand strong armed to the teeth and they defeated them so how many a small army has defeated a big army but what was the condition for this number one is iman and number two a'mal salih that you have to have firm conviction in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your a'mal has to be in order then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the systems work for you similarly we find in gaza it's been Three and a half months now since the onslaught on our Palestinian brothers and sisters. But isn't it miraculous that this small group of people, despite the so-called military superpower of the world, backed by the superpower of the world, pounding them day after day, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still keeping those people so strong. Yet they cannot obliterate them, they cannot wipe them out. This is definitely that iman which is speaking. This is that iman which is speaking. So we should never lose hope. In fact, these brothers of us, of ours, are doing a great service for the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That they are giving their lives in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One way ticket to Jannah. We, outwardly, it might look extremely horrendous and depressing that how these bombs are aiming down and how people are just being wiped out. But just imagine one way ticket to Jannah. One hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has explained that the shaheed is such that before his blood even falls to the ground, his ruh is already taken away. No pain. As though the ruh is coming out like, a gra- like water from a grass. Like that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking the ruh away. So we should also draw positives from what is taking place. Instead of only being despondent, look at, look at what is happening. But rather, look at the, the positive side of it. Not only that, a few days ago, I read one article and it was so beautiful to hear something like this that these people of Gaza who have been displaced and whilst they are at the Rafah border probably in some tents, no electricity, shortage of food, no water, difficult conditions but they are still conducting Quran classes despite their condition they are still conducting Quran classes you and I let's ask ourselves are we taking our time daily to recite some Qurani Majeed just a few days ago I asked a group of youngsters that who can say, from 10 of them, who can say every single day in the holidays, you read some Qur'an Majeed. Besides what you read in Salah, you read some Qur'an Majeed. Only one youngster said that every day I open the Qur'an. Then I asked them further, just to get his, uh, uh, an understanding. I asked them, how many of you have not missed a single Salah in the holidays? Only one 
one person said, I haven't missed a single salah in the holiday. So beloved brothers, if this is our condition, then when the call comes to give our lives from Allah, for, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unfortunately we will not be able to give our lives. If we are not going to get our a'mal right, we will never be able to give our lives in the, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter, once they face the army of Jalut, وَلَمَّا بَرَزُوا لِجَالُوتَ وَجُنُودِ Then they made this very beautiful dua. قَالُوا رَبَّنَا أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا صَبْرًا وَثَبِّتْ أَقَدَامَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ That, O oh, our Rabb, shower upon us patience, perseverance, endurance, steadfastness. Shower it upon us. Make us firm. وَثَبِّتْ أَقَدَامَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ And keep our feet firm and help us against the disbelieving nation. So this is a dua we should also be making. Rabbana afrigh alayna sabara Grant us this endurance to stand up for the Ummah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Keep our feet, our feet firm and help us against a disbelieving nation. So the importance of dua. That every day we should take out that time. Make some dua. That Ya Allah, we are not fighting, we are not giving our lives. But we have that desire to do so. Ya Allah, those who are fighting and representing the Ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You make their feet firm. And Ya Allah, you join us up as well. This should be our dua, this should be our desire. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows that how His help comes. فَهَزَمُوهُمْ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ That they defeated them with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help came. That Jalut, this huge man who was completely covered in armor, he stands up and he says, who is ready to take me on? So, Paulut looks at his army and he looks at a young Dawood, Dawood alayhi salam, he had Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with nubuwat. But at that time he was a young boy, a youngster. So Paulut appoints Dawood alayhi salam. And he says that you will fight on our behalf against Jalut. And Jalut is standing there making a mockery. That are you sending this youngster against me? So Dawood alayhi salam puts a stone in his sling. And with one shot he shoots it towards Jalut. That stone goes through this small gap which was left open for him to see. And it comes out the other side of his head. And in that way, Jalut falls down. And obviously the Amalika thereafter fled from the battlefield. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had gave honor again to the Banu Israel. But the lessons that we can learn from this incident, number one is that the rise and fall of nations is not based only on leadership, but rather it is based on A'mal. We can have the best of leaders, but if the A'mal are not correct, then we will never support our leaders, we will never back our leaders. How that large group of Banu Israel had turned away from Qalut at the crunch time. Number two is that sins are a cause of not only spiritual deprivation, but also physical deprivation. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will impose upon us extremely harsh conditions due to our sins. So sin is a cause of spiritual as well as physical deprivation. The third lesson we see is that instead of looking for responses emotionally, our leaders are failing us and uh, what can we do now? This is the state of the Muslim Ummah. Rather, look for solutions in the Quran and Hadith. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given us the solution. The solution is that we come back to A'mal. We come back to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In that lies our honor. Number four is, if our Iman is not strong, if our Iman is not strong, then at the crunch time we are going to fail. So the importance of working on our Iman daily. And finally, the last thing is, that we make dua daily for our Iman as well as for our Muslim brothers who are suffering around the world. And we have firm yaqeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely grant us victory. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to understand. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil